Introduction to it was a start. It was, it was a, start. a start, and we were making it in paint buckets and using bread yeast. It was it was some rough stuff, but it was a really good uh, kind of extreme wine making where every possible condition was wrong. We even started with the wrong fruit. <laughs> we had to make the best we could out of it. So what made you take it to the next level to say, hey, you know what? I think it's time to open up a store. Uh, the wine's not terrible no more. People are actually tasting it. They like it. I am a vintner, and I want to go public with it. I want to just get my store location. Well, one night we were drunk, and I signed a lease. 
I love the way it started. You were drunk the time. It was almost that crazy. We had, I'd been making wine since I came back from, from Belize, making wine. I lived up in Canada. I lived down in the States for a bit and made wine for, you know, friends, parties, weddings, whatever. And, um, you know, we made custom labels. And it was always like a fun thing. Like, that. that's what we do as a wedding gift. And um, we had friends say, hey, why don't you do that? But, I mean, you're doing great, but do it as a business where people can come in, you can guide them through that whole process of, taking the raw ingredients and making a batch that they can put their labels on and, and give it up to their people or drink for themselves. Mm. Um, didn't really happen on purpose, but we had so many people say that. We're like, oh, let's see what happens. And kind of joking about the lease, but no, we walked downtown Ocala one day, saw this building was open. It's perfectly designed, um, as far as Florida goes, for a wine-making, beer-making establishment because of the just the shape and everything of it. So we said, hey, let's do it. So we called the landlord up, signed the lease before we had a business plan or any kind of idea what we were doing, and somehow it worked. It worked, and it worked to where you now have another location. We do, we do. Um, second location in the villages, Florida. Um, it's about 45 minutes south of here, and exact same kind of process that we do down there, you know, the wine and the beer, and... Um, slightly different clientele, but we get some really solid regulars, some guys down there that make wine once a month with us, or beer once a month, and they love what they're making, they just come in regularly to do it. Be right back after this to my newest single, Danny Rand with both hands. Available now on all digital music platforms. Of course you're gonna add this to your playlist on Spotify and you can also tag it on your Facebook and Instagram storyline. This the new morning workout song. This the new mantra. When it come to that Wayne, Big J the frothy man died life. Don't forget, every morning you wake up, tell yourself. Yeah, I woke up on my one one. Everything is looking great. Yeah, everything is looking great. Let's get a drink. Let's go. Let's get a drink. Now, we are live, and we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. It's time to taste some stuff, you hear me? Time to taste it. Now, Joe, what do you have for us today, and what is the world going to see that we're brewing up? Um, I got all kinds of stuff. We got um, a bunch of different wines that we've made, everything from the light sweet wines, dry whites, reds, kind of all over the board. Um, all these wines, we bring in the grapes um, globally, so, you know, New Zealand, Argentina, um, California, Italy. What is the process of getting to a wine? Sure, so we do a couple things. Um, like I said, uh, twice a year we'll bring in fresh grapes, so say another month or so we're bringing all the grapes from the southern hemisphere, um, South Africa, Argentina, Chile. So we'll bring in the grapes, um, we'll do the whole crushing, destemming, everything here. And a lot of times we'll just post it on Facebook, say, hey, anyone interested to see the whole thing, come on in, be a part of the process. So you don't have to commit to anything, just come in, just be a part, help out, get, get your hands dirty. Um, 
we'll do the, that whole process. We'll save some of the grapes, some of the juices for later on. So if a customer comes in six months from now and wants to make a Chilean grape, we've got some juices or some grapes for that. Yeah, we'll start with that. We'll, we'll ferment the grapes. We'll age it, some uh, barrel age or, or stainless, sometimes in glass even. Um, and typically a wine will age anywhere from a month mm -hmm. for the lighter sweeter <coughs> wines to something like the Cab, which is now two and a half years old. So wine can last forever or is it, it, it depends on the grapes or what? It depends on the grape, depends on the type of wine. All wine kind of follows a trend where you start off at you make the wine, it'll get better and better, it'll hit what's called a peak, so that's the best time mm -hmm. to drink it. It'll stay at that peak, it's called a plateau, for a certain amount of time and it'll drop. I know there's a red, there's a white. Any other types? So in that category, red and white, well of course blush. Um, but blush? Yes. Blush. Rosé. blush. <laughs> uh, there's all varieties of every, you know, uh, of different reds. Um, number one varieties are named um, primarily, especially North America, on the varietal grape. So, mm -hmm. a Cabernet Sauvignon is called that. That's the name of the grape that it's made from. Okay. Um, you know, Pinot Grigio is from the Pinot Green grape. So, the name of the wine is named after the type of grape. Um, old world wines like France, Italy, a lot of those places are named after the area, like Burgundy or Bordeaux. It's the area, not the type of grape. Mm -hmm. So, pretty much red and white, and you have all the different varieties inside of that. Yeah. Don't make me take my belt. You better not move. We'll be right back on this time to ride. Thank you, bud. Risk to come for what they really want to stay for. Really trade plays. You have a ponder. What if whites became blacks and blacks became white? You just think about it. What if we really trade a place? What if we really trade a place? Would you really trade your place with me? Your neighborhood become mine and mine become yours. What if we really trade a place? What if we really trade? So what are we tasting today? So let's do a couple. I'll do a wide range of things. It's time to ride. Blueberry pomegranate. See, now my mama like me to drink this pomegranate juice all the time. You know, I'd be hard headed. It got a little nice taste to it, but. Tell you, if you need some good wines, you want to create your own wine. Because there's a lot of creative people out here. Corkscrew is the place for you. Right here, we finna get ready to test out some of these wines. And I'm gonna tell you exactly what it tastes like. But you can come get your own right here in Ocala or in the villages at their second location. This is a nice setup right here. Um, so be careful what you tell them. Just pretend you like them all, right? <laughs> Now, uh, part of the thing we like about flights is we have a very wide range of wines. They do mm -hmm. change, and, and beer as well. They do rotate and change a lot. So how um, often is the rotation of new beers and new wines? It's hard to predict. So basically, whenever something taps out, we'll put something else on. We try to change it. So instead of putting the exact same wine, we'll find something different. That way, people who come in, we've got regulars that come in once a week. You mm -hmm. know, um, They've got some new thing to try. And it's um, hard to predict when things will tap, but as it goes, you change So kind of like an exclusive. It's like... You can only get, once this wine is gone, you can't get anymore. That's, yeah. And it's wow. good, good and bad because it's, it's kind of fun that we change it up, but it's also we have some people come in that are really upset that we don't have the green apple on tap. And it is what it is. Now that's a great way to see which beers and which wines are doing a great selling, right? That is, yes, yes, oh, yes. Man, that's awesome. It smells good. Yeah. What's it? Hmm. So that's the blueberry pomegranate. Uh, a lot of wine tasting. It smells good. Like blueberry. Yeah, yeah. 
Hmm. Would recommend starting with the, the drier wines. Um, we typically recommend go with the lighter, sweeter wines first and then go to the more intense as you go. Okay, so, so this is a lighter? Yes, yes, yes. Lighter, less intense, mm -hmm. real sweet, something for the ladies? Or gentlemen, whoever. Okay, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. what, who would prefer this drink more in your, in your case? I would say it's, it's oddly about split. You um, six. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah. Bon appetit. Mmm. Ooh. Now this is some good. This is some good wine. What's all in it again? Just is, is, is there any grapes or is it just there are grapes? So okay. a lot of these fruit wines that we make, we start Ooh. with a, a grape juice as the base. So that is called. Uh, we take from the uh, Merlot grape, uh, produced a little differently. You can see it's a very light color. Um, we take the Merlot grapes, press them, take the juice off right away. So you get a very light color to it. So here we've kind of. Cut a, a fairly big step. So you I step it up or not? Step it up a little, or step in one direction anyway. So we went from the light sweet, now we're going to a dry white. Um, dry, of course, means it doesn't have much sugar left. Mm -hmm. um, this is our Chardonnay that we make. We, we make a lot of, a variety of Chardonnays. Chardonnay? Yeah, and it, of course, comes from the Chardonnay grape. Um, it's going to be lighter body than a lot of Chardonnays, uh, kind of smoother, not a lot of oakiness or butteriness, no, no butteriness at all really, but a mild oak. Mild oak. So what is the aftertaste? What can I expect from the taste? Is it going to be a, 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 a stronger? It's going to be stronger for mm -hmm. sure. So um, we're stepping up in alcohol contents as we go here. Um, especially since you've tasted a sweet wine. Anytime you do a tasting and you go from one wine to another, even anytime there's a big difference, you mm -hmm. want to be careful. Your first step, just kind of sw swish around your mouth. It'll get your taste buds kind of used to what's coming. And then your second sip, really think about it. Okay. So we're going to gargle a little bit of Chardonnay right now. You know what I mean? Because that's what we do. We, 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 we gargling the bubbly right now. So, <clears throat> pinkies up. Mm. You don't need to gargle like that, but. <sighs> so now think about it. Don't think about it yet. Erase, erase your thoughts. Mm. Mm. This is a little more uh, like I did in a couple push-ups. You know, this is, a, this, this, I, I kind of like this one. Yeah. Because I can kind of feel it. Yes. And I know if I drunk a little too, a little too much, it'll hit me right there in the chest. Yeah. It's a lot about education. So mm -hmm. people come in, we teach them about the whole process. A lot of people know wines, but don't know how it becomes what it is. Exactly. So that's kind of what we focused on. Also with what we have on tap, instead of keeping just the regular, you know, Cab, Chardonnay, Merlot on tap, we typically change it up. Oddly enough, today we do have a Chardonnay in a cab, uh, but we also have different wines like the Viognier, which is very Viognier. I like the way you say that one more time. Oh, I, I'm probably mispronouncing it. it's French, and I'm Viognier. I, I mean, I, I mess a bit. I'm country, that so I mess a bit. But Viognier, I like that. So a lot of people would compare it to a Chardonnay, um, but it's I would think much more aggressive. So it's it's just got a bolder flavor to it. Still a white wine. Um, that we made from Chilean grapes that we brought in a year ago. It has a greater aging potential. So we were talking about how long can you age a wine. Mm -hmm. Most Chardonnays you want to drink between say two and five years is about where you know you want. Uh, the Viognier you could age up to about 20. Right, so, 20 years? Yeah. That's a whole lot of time right there. Make it for your grandchildren. I would say you can, so you basically can have a child and have their own wine. That's it. As they get old, once they get old enough to drink, their first drink can be their own wine. Yeah. 
Okay. And now red wine, which I hear is good for the heart. Yes. Besides relaxing people, it definitely has a lot of different compounds that are good for the heart. Um, this one, because it's my favorite and a special one, oh. we're going to pour it in a, in a real glass. We got to pour this one in the glass. This is the brewer's favorite. So it gets poured in the glass. I know this is right here. Oh, shake it, baby. Shake it. That's how we go here right now. Shake it. Oh, shake it. So now, does that help the texture, the taste? Affect the taste a little more than anything, the aroma. Mm. So when you swirl a wine, you are basically causing the wine to roll over itself as it goes through the glass. But when you, before you taste the wine, especially red, um, you're going to want to swirl it around, let the wine breathe. So that allows it to, those aromas that are locked into the liquid to kind of be released into the air. Basically, guys, this is what happens on this time to ride show. Don't suffocate your wine, okay? You got to let your wine breathe a little bit. Let that aroma get hit. Now, why is this your favorite? You know, ever since I was young, I used to like dry reds. A lot of people start with sweeter wines and then progress to reds. We meet people who do the opposite. You start with a, a dry wine, and as they get older, the taste buds change and they jump into sweet wines. So it really, it's all a personal taste. And, and red wine is more traditional, or um, is it white? Red and white are, are both equally traditional. A lot of these lighter sweeter wines that we do with the fruit are definitely not traditional. No, I, like, I like the way you explain wine, because wine is its own culture. Sure. It, it sounds like it has its own dignity. It sounds like it needs its own university. Yeah. <laughs> A winologist. I don't know if that's the right term, but what am I going to expect when I taste this piece of greatness right here? So a couple things. Just visually, you can see how much darker it is. Um, yeah. So this particular cab, you were asking why I like it, we, we produced a little differently. Um, process called extended maceration. Not to get too technical, but it means that we leave the grapes in contact with the grape skins for a much longer time. So, a so wine, the grapes hang out with the other grapes? And the juice and the wine. Okay, so they party. They as party. it's fermenting, it's extracting more and more flavors and colors out of the grape skins. So the blue grape pomegranate, on the other hand, it was super light. That was pressed and the juice is removed right away. Something like the Cabernet, we want a lot of color, we want a lot of flavor, aromas, we're going to leave it on the skin longer. Normally you'd leave a wine 7 to 14 days on the grape skins. This one we did about 40 days. I'm ready to parlay with these grapes and these skins and everything else right now because, you know, I eat pork skins, I'm from the country. So, <laughs> we're right now going to take this good red wine to the head. Do I need to, do I need to swirl around swirl a little bit? Again, swirl again, swirl again. And you'll swish around your mouth a little bit. You don't have to be as dramatic. It's okay. It's okay. I'm from the country. So everything. Pinky up. Pinky up. Mm. 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 See, this is your favorite. I, I got to take it all the way there. If you don't mind. If you don't mind. Is that okay? No? Time. No way. Mm. Now that is smooth. Did you taste it? <laughs> my God, my God. That's my uh -oh, calling right here. Hello? <laughs> Julius is here. Jay Long, here I am. Hello? Jay Long's here. Yeah, we got the court screw. Come on, get your wine. Come on, fine dine with us. Yep, right here in Ocala. Catch us at the villages. All right, talk to you soon. That's how we go down to that one. Now that wine was great right there, man. And I greatly appreciate your time. How could people get in contact with 
you online. I know we know your location. If yeah. you want to express, you know, the actual address. Sure. And how people can reach out to you to ask you questions and, or also do business with you and get their own personal wines and beers. Sure, sure. So they can, of course, get on our uh, website, um, thecorkscrewwinery.com. They can call the 800 number at the bottom of the screen. Is there no 800 number? Bottom. You see that? Right there. No. Give us a call. 352-402-0158. Um, you know, email us, whatever, and we'll, um, we'll get back with you. We'll set it up. Hey, right here at the Court Screw, and we will be coming back because I heard you guys have live music that you guys do on the weekend. Friday, Friday, Saturday night in the villages, Wednesday through Saturday. Hey, guys. Right now, you guys have been in Ocala location at the Court Screw. We've been wine testing today. When we come back, it's going to be live music, and we're going to get some of that brewski going down. So make sure you guys tune in right here with Jay Long on the It's Time to Ride show. And I'm with my boy Joe as we were brewing it up today. And vineyards? We get it right today? Vintner. Vintner. I'm a vintner today, okay? We've been vintning all day, okay? So, so stay tuned right here on It's Time to Ride show. We appreciate you for tuning in. It's time to ride. Keep it locked and loaded, cuz. It's time to ride! <laughs>
but somebody told me about you, Mr. Elliott, and he said, would you give me a chance to work with me? I said, well, you done tried all the promoters in the world, what make you want to come to me? He said, I know uh, your, your track record speaks for itself. And he said, would you work with me? And I said, you know, before I do that, I want to ask you a question. I heard that you was prejudiced. And everybody at the table started laughing. And he said, why are you asking that question? And I said, because people say that you're prejudiced. And if you are, then I can't work with you. And he said, you know, my, my, my grandson is black. Did I answer your question? I said, say no more. <laughs> Let me give you uh, the number one urban adult club in the world. And everybody laughed again. What's funny? He said, you didn't say Miami. You didn't say Florida. You said the world. I said, yes, I meant that. I'm going to give you the number one urban club, urban adult club in the world. How long is it going to take? Years? Nah. We're going to do it very fast. In a matter of months. So they laughed and said, I don't believe that. And lo and behold, we gave the king of diamonds. But it was me and my team. So what was... What was the, the, the time frame from rebuilding it, gutting it, to actually getting to that grand opening success that everybody knows now to keep it down? It took us about, the place already had an adult club look, but we had Lenny Moore, which was, he's very, he's a brilliant mind when it comes to building the inside of the club to move according to what we and how we support club as an urban. So it took about, Two and a half months to rebuild uh, the inside, and it took us another three and a half months to start to get the engine moving. And a month later, after that, we started bringing in all of our friends and they and the celebrities that we know, and it's just started taking a ball. And after that, I brought in the uh, fight night, the Monday night fight night, which yes. everybody know about. That. Legendary, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So we brought in the fight night, and um, of course. Uh, got with P. Diddy and um, Lil Wayne and had all of them, you know, push out the word through their songs and Drake and Ross and everybody started taking the, the lead to pushing it. So, you know, I want to thank you, um, P. Diddy, man, for all you done and Lil Wayne, I want to thank you all also for what you did, man. I appreciate everything you done. All of the artists that added uh, King of Diamonds in their song, I want to thank you guys. But more so, there's a bigger component. I want to thank all of you. All of, all of the customers that come in the door, all the people that tell people about this channel, it's time to ride, I want you to wake up your friend. This is how you, how we grow. I need you to tell people, lock in, tune in at this such and such time to look at this show and help this show become number one. It's up to you. Learn to love each other. Learn to be upfront with each other. Love me like I love you. That'll be my jewel that I give to you. And it's time to ride. It's to love others as you want them to love you. And once you learn that collaboration, you will understand how to become successful. Too many times we don't even think about that. Do you really love me? I love you, but I, I'm wondering, do you love me like I love you? And if you don't, learn how to love me like I'm loving you. If I'm up front with you and straight with you, you be that way. Likewise, love your wife as she love you. Love your husband as he love you. Love your friends as they love you. And grow together and support each other 
unopposed to pulling each other down or holding each other back. That's my jewel. Love me like I love you. Jewel of the day. Find the KOD right here on this time to ride show. We gonna eat it all right. I don't even have nothing to say. Love each other like you're supposed to love yourself, man. Right here, you all know you tuned in. Mr. Terry Elliott. It's time to ride with your boy J Long. And you already know we here, baby. Keep it locked and loaded. It's time to ride. It's time to ride. Oh.